please be seated. To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God upon which we base our message on this All Saints Sunday is the second reading from uh, St. John's first letter, uh, chapter 3. You heard it read before. Consider this. The Father has given us his love. He loves us so much that we are actually called God's dear children. And that's what we are. For this reason, the world doesn't recognize us, and it didn't recognize him either. Dear friends, now we are God's children. What we will be isn't completely clear yet. We do know that when Christ appears, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. So all people who have this confidence in Christ keep themselves pure as Christ is pure. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, through whom all of us become saints, my beloved. Every so often, it's kind of fun to take out an old uh, congregational pictorial. Had them down in St. Paul's. There were some here in uh, Beautiful Savior, of course. And you take them out, you know, and you look and you say, oh, was I young back then? Boy, oh boy, how time passes. You know, it's kind of interesting about these things. As soon as they come off the press, they're outdated. Because as soon as they come off the press, you know, somebody died, somebody left, new members came in. And um, it's just the way it is. But they're kind of nice because you can take a look at the, the, the pictures in there and see with your eyes, who the members are. And so you might say that every time you take a look at this and and you look around on Sunday morning, we're seeing the visible church. But on this All Saints Sunday, we want to turn our attention to the invisible church. We call it the invisible church because you can't see it with the human eye. Only God can see the invisible church. And why is the church invisible? Because you and I can't see a human soul. You and I can't see faith burning in a human soul. Both are invisible, but they are both real commodities. The Bible says, Humans look at outward appearances, but the Lord looks into the heart. Jesus said, People can't observe the coming of the kingdom of God. They can't say, here it is, or there it is. You see, the kingdom of God is within you. Sometimes we call the invisible church, like we confess in the Apostles' Creed, uh, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints. By way of these words of uh, St. John's first letter, Let's talk about the invisible church, the communion of saints, and review once again who they all are and where they all are, and in so doing, also review some of the invisible realities of God. 
Who are those saints that we refer to on All Saints Day? I know one. Uh, quite a few years ago now, on two different occasions, uh, my brothers and I and my father went on a fishing trip to Canada. No man's land. I mean, there was nobody up there. Had to fend for yourself, uh, live among the mosquitoes, sit around the campfire, you know. One time we were sitting around a campfire, and one of my brothers blurted out, You know, Rick, your wife must be a saint. And I said, Yes, she is. A saint, very simply defined, is a holy person. The word saint means a holy one. Whenever a person is changed by the Holy Spirit from an unbeliever to a believer, they become a saint in God's church. St. Paul says, God saved us and called us to be holy, not because of what we had done, but because of his own plan and kindness. Before the world began, God planned that Christ Jesus would show us God's kindness. The writer to the Hebrews says, We have been set apart as holy because Jesus Christ did what God wanted him to do by sacrificing his body once and for all. So there it is. You are a saint. There's some other definitions for saints in Holy Scripture. In today, today's gospel that you read along with me, the saints are called blessed ones. The word blessed actually means saved. In 1 John 3, the words before us this morning, some of the saints are called children of God. In Revelation that was read this morning, the saints are called people in heaven wearing white robes. Now, we have to say from the very outset that, uh, first of all, you know, when everything started, you weren't a saint. You weren't born a saint. Now, to take a look at this reality, we have to take a look at probably one of the most unpopular teachings of all of Scripture. The world thinks, you see, that when a new baby is born into the world, that it's sort of born with a clear slate. It might be, um, you, you might say, a little, have a little innate goodness or at least morally neutral, but it hasn't done anything yet, so how can it do anything bad yet? And that newborn baby is going to be subject to all of the sinful junk in the world and is going to turn out according to its surroundings. In other words, all of us, when we are born, we are victims of our surroundings, and what we really need to do is clean up this world, a little more legislation, a little more education, and then people will get better. Wrong. St. Paul says, I know that nothing good lives in me. That is, nothing good lives in my corrupt nature. He goes on in Ephesians to say, all of us once lived among these people and followed the desires of our corrupt nature. We did what our corrupt desires and thoughts wanted us to do. So because of our nature, we deserve God's anger, just like everyone else. King David says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me, already sinful at birth. Some of the headlines of this last week. Philadelphia, transit workers strikes, shuts down the transit system. Two police officers ambushed, separate incidents, 
Des Moines, Iowa. More bodies likely buried on the uh, South Carolina property where a woman was chained. Two stabbed at Rutgers University. And for us, one of the saddest ones of all, one of our former members, a young lady, was killed on the freeway, what was it, yesterday, a couple days ago, by a drunk driver driving the wrong way on Highway 94. Are you surprised by any of these stories? These aren't aberrations of a uh, corrupt society or a good society. This is the way human beings are by nature. We were born convicts under the, the death sentence of God's wrath, but by God's grace, he calls us out of the unbelieving world to be his saints. St. Paul says, 2 Corinthians, whoever is a believer in Christ is a new creation. The old way of living has disappeared. A new way of living has come into existence. God has done all this. He has restored our relationship with him through Christ. Born a lost and condemned creature, converted by the Holy Spirit to be a believer and a saint. At God's predetermined moment in time, he caused an invisible miracle to take place. God's invisible, invisible forgiveness took hold in your invisible soul, and so invisible faith began. Not a saint by birth, but changed into one by God's grace. Because of God's invisible and magnificent love, made visible by the person of Jesus Christ, according to the words of St. John, he says, we are now actually called God's dear children. He says, that's what we are. And if you're a dear child of God, you're also an heir or an heiress. An inheritance is promised to you. Right now, as a child of God and as a saint, you have the invisible commodity of a guaranteed inheritance in heaven. And we need that guarantee so badly because as saints here on earth and members of the church militant, there are some invisible conflicts going on with us. First of all, there's the invisible conflict that's going on inside of us every day. Pastor too. St. Paul says, what your corrupt nature wants is contrary to what your spiritual nature wants. And your spiritual nature wants is contrary to what your corrupt nature wants. They are opposed to each other. As a result, you don't always do what you intend to do. You see, when God calls us to faith in Jesus Christ, we become a saint, but we also remain part sinner too. Saint and sinner. And so there's always a fight going on inside. A good fight, but a fight. And as long as the fight's going on inside of you, you're a healthy Christian. Because when the fight stops, one of two things has happened. Either you went to heaven and you no longer have to struggle, struggle with your corrupt nature, or else you turn back into an unbeliever and there's no struggle anymore. But saints and Christians struggle every day. Should I stay in bed or go to church? Should I retaliate in anger or forgive? Should I get drunk or stay sober? 
St. Paul says, so I've discovered, discovered this truth. Evil is present with me even when I want to do what God's standards say is good. I take pleasure in God's standards in my inner being. However, I see a different standard at work throughout my body. It is at war with the standards my mind sets and tries to take me captive to sin standards, which still exist throughout my body. What a miserable person I am. Who will rescue me from my dying body? I thank God that our Lord Jesus Christ rescues me. And then daily there's also that invisible, visceral turmoil and conflict that we endure when persecutions come our way and they're coming our way more intensely all the time. In the public university classroom, Christians are laughed at. The values that we hold true in 2016 as Christians, people think that we are naive and people today are even killing Christians for their faith. And so there's anger and there's fear and they're invisible, but they're in our heart. And every day there are the invisible commodities of anxiety, fear, frustration, terror, worry, depression. They attack the hearts of all saints living in the world. And all we have to do is ask yourself, how was your week last week? Everything coming up roses like usual? You know, one hour getting better than the last, every day getting better and better? You know, it's not true. Flat tires and fender benders and water heaters that die and worse workforce shrinkages and you lose your job. Chronic health issues that the doctor just can't seem to diagnose. You know, sometimes it's not all the big problems. Sometimes it's all the little, little, little problems that all build up to one critical mass. And we say, Lord, I can't do it anymore. During those times, that's when saints need each other. St. Paul said regarding one of his mission trips, Ever since we arrived in the province of Macedonia, we've had no rest. Instead, we suffer in a number of ways. Outwardly, we have conflicts, and inwardly, we have fears. Yet God, who comforts those who are dejected, comforted us when Titus arrived, one of the fellow missionaries. Saints need each other. Isaiah 41. Don't be afraid because I am with you. Don't be intimidated. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will support you with my victorious right hand. The invisible God is there and he will not forsake us in our invisible or visible trials in the church militant. And on this All Saints Day, let's not, let's not also, let's not forget some of the future saints that are still invisible to our eyes. Because somewhere around all the Christian churches in the world, there's some wife who just got pregnant. And there's a little baby forming in her womb. Not a saint yet but soon to be born, and then born again through holy baptism, a saint, pray for those saints too, the unborn saints-to-be. Today it's also time to remember the saints who have gone home before us. Today, God, we, today we thank God for their faith. 
we ask God to help us emulate and imitate their acts of faith. Because some of those saints were responsible for your being here today. We thank God for their provisions of love and faithfulness and gifts and the preservation of the church. And finally, we look forward to an invisible commodity yet to come. A real commodity guaranteed to the saints, a guaranteed future. What St. John says this morning, he says, what we will be isn't completely clear yet. St. Paul says, now we see a blurred image in a mirror. You see, when you look forward to heaven, it's sort of looking like in that foggy mirror, you know, in your steamed up bathroom in the morning. You can see an image in there, but just exactly what it is, it's not very clear. Can't make all the details. But what God tells us in Holy Scripture, John says, we do know that when Christ appears, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. And Job said, even after my skin has been stripped off my body, I will see God in my own flesh. I will see him with my own eyes, not with somebody else's. At the last day, St. Paul says, in a split section, uh, split second, those who are living here on earth will be changed and have a glorified body which can never die again. And the dead will rise with glorified bodies. So many invisibles to be thankful for in All Saints Sunday. God has given to us our invisible faith in Jesus Christ in our hearts. God has given us that invisible good conflict that's going on with us, struggling with us every day, our old nature and our new nature. God's invisible but guaranteed promises to relieve all of his saints of all of their conflicts one day. And the invisible saints in heaven who set such a wonderful example of faith for us, whom we will see again. For that invisible moment in time, when that invisible faith began in your invisible, immortal soul, we offer gratitude to our Lord today. And we ask you, dear Lord, keep us trusting in the invisible realities of your kingdom until that grand and glorious day when the whole church will be reunited, the saints of heaven and the saints of earth. And we will see our Lord and all the saints face to face once again. God grant it for Jesus' sake. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, 
who for us men and for our salvation down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke for the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please be seated. With God's people throughout the New Testament church, we remember this day all those who have finished the race and have kept the faith. We especially note this day those who have gone to the church triumphant during the days of this last year. Edith Crawl, Milton Beneshek, Eula Edler, Ruth Wobig, Lorraine Bergner, <laughs> 